0: Welcome back to the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHP. Thank you so much for joining us. Stephen St. John and Nate Pucati with Jake Gutierrez. Now joined by Jesse Newell from the Kansas City Star. Hello, Jesse. How are you? Morning, guys. Always uh, interested to see your reaction as you uh, come in to follow Gary Dieter and Anthony Sherman. Yeah. That hour is a lot. And where the where the <laughs> conversation has ended up. As we try to transition back to normalcy? I'm tired. Are you? That wore me out. I
1: I have no clips for you to play on the air, Jake. Thank you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's
2: a lot.
1: Are you sure you don't? He'll play anything.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You
1: trust me, don't you? With with absolutely no (laughs) research (laughs) at all, he'll just play it. You you live and learn. Hmm. I think after
0: 20 years, I know. So I've got uh, – we're going to start, start off having a little bit of fun. Is that okay? Can we have some fun for once? Please. All right. I've got my hands on uh, a few of the uh, early Super Bowl prop bets, if that's all right. If you want to take, uh, take a swing at a couple of these. I'm going to say like- no, he does not propose after the – Why do you ruin things? Why do you have to do that, man? Huh? Wow! Why do you? Why? You wow. want my answer? right? I was, was going to build up, and then just I had a whole. That was the crescendo. I don't. You know. I don't Timing's path. everything. I was go down the timing yeah. and everything. You know. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're going to
2: set us up for a journey.
0: Ow! Oh, it's a bad day. Oh, that hurt. What'd you do? On you your knee when he stepped all over me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, like that one. (laughs) I don't care. I'm sorry. You didn't ruin anything. It's funny. That was the first one I was going to ask. Will Travis Kelsey propose to Taylor Swift? Yes is plus 1,060. No is minus 3,000. Jesse Newell.
1: (laughs) I mean, he's not. But, you know, like nobody's betting the no, right? I mean, he's not. Do you have $3,000 to bet to win 100 He's not. You're so sure. I'm not so sure. It's happened before. We've seen it happen. I'm not so sure. It has happened on the football field. Are you, are you betting yes? I, I, you got the money it. I might. I might. I might. Throw five bucks joke.
2: She's got to take a private jet from Japan to get to the or game, right? She'll be there? I, be a little, little tired, a
0: little jet like, Put $20, yes. I don't know. I
2: mean, You <laughs> we'll see. Hey. Why
1: not? I mean, that's you better. You will or you have. That's the question.
2: Right.
0: <laughs> or you already have.
1: Okay. Oh man.
2: I'm like, I like I don't know if my wife could handle it. Well, like if I, I could handle it. She seeing her reaction to just him throwing up the hard hands thing after the
1: touchdown in Buffalo. Hey, uh, she literally jumped up on the couch ooh. and started jumping up and down. It was great. The NFL Films thing on YouTube, did you see that yesterday? Mm -mm. He goes up to her after the game and says, hey, I'm going to go celebrate my teammates, but I love you. That's right. That's exactly right.
2: Oh, I've seen that everywhere. Yeah. That's exactly right. I mean. mm -hmm.
0: Will the Super Bowl MVP mention Taylor Swift in his speech? Yes, plus 600. No, minus 1,100.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So here's the problem with these things, right? Like, if the 49ers win, you just take an automatic L on all of these. Or they might say something smart-ass. Yeah, that'd be dumb. This one goes after right. all the
2: Swifties. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're that, gonna, that, that'd, hey. that'd
1: be dumb. The Swiftie mentioned count. Sure, right. Yeah. Uh Again, I will say no, mm-hmm. but I don't see anybody betting on the no. Like, you're cheering against somebody mentioning Taylor Swift after the game. It, it's, it's a sucker bet for the yes, but maybe suckers will win. I think this is a good one. Okay. Will Taylor Swift be shown
0: during the National Anthem? Yes is minus 120. Ooh. No is plus 110.
1: Ooh, See, that's actually a good that's one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Who's singing the national anthem? Do we know? Reba McIntyre, I believe. You nice. know what? Reba. Call me crazy. I
0: am a Reba McIntyre guy. I liked her sitcom.
1: Are you like a Fritos
0: commercial? I do. I know what I, like. Know, I like. I like Fritos. Exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> me think you know what? Here's the deal. If you watch that commercial, sometimes you see someone do an endorsement, and you're like, I don't think they like that product. <laughs> I watched that commercial. I know what she likes. She likes Fritos. You know who else liked Fritos? Who's that? Charlie Weiss. Oh, boy. I, I, have, on a, I, I have a good... We're, I, we're you what you know what his favorite lunch was? Roast beef sandwiches with extra mayonnaise. And Fritos. Yeah.
2: yeah I already told you that, didn't I? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I just like that. Yeah.
0: So Charlie there, but tuck you, it you into but, a nice but, roast beef sandwich with some extra you, mayo. It was, and, also, he was well, You always emphasize that he had to have the extra mayo. Yeah. Lots of mayo on that and roast Fritos. beef sandwich. Yeah, what's wrong with that? You put the Fritos on the sandwich? Do a little crunch? Fritos on the sandwich is good. You're no Reba. I
2: know what I like. I like
1: Fritos.
0: New Fritos. You doubt Fritos. that? <laughs> Do you doubt her?
2: I mean, listen to how passionately
0: she's singing about Fritos there. She was, knows what she wife, likes. My wife and Julia, they love Fritos.
1: There's nothing wrong with it. I used to
0: like the chili cheese Fritos. I I like,
1: like Fritos. New Fritos scoops. Yeah. Fancy is a classic. Maybe yeah, that needs to be the That's next, exactly right. Next, so will they show. The next break, that song
0: needs to come. Will they show Taylor Swift <laughs> during the anthem?
1: uh you know that's one you can bet i would i would say yes is a definite possibility on that the thing is you're going the cameras will have, they'll have a zillion cameras they're looking for emotion i mean it right. was it, the Sta- Stapleton one last year that they shot mm-hmm. should like win an emmy or something cuz it was like you know you got Sirianni with the tears chris got, jones will cry this time yeah jason kelsey trying not to tear up you've got you know the, the sign language guy you've got um, the military people, you got the military people overseas. I mean, you've got a lot of emotion to pack into that two minutes, and it's the time to to hit it. So, uh, but there will be a camera on Taylor. I have no doubt about that. You know so, what I've never understood is like if you're the director for CBS, say, you know, like you're the one who
0: calls the camera shots. So <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't you pony up to the to the old, uh, I guess, the online betting, and just say, "Well, wow, I'm going to uh, show Taylor Swift, so I'm going to put a, you know, hundred thousand dollars down on
1: this." But
2: you get kicked out of Vegas for doing stuff like that?
1: Yeah, oh. they're going to have some limits, and they're going to raise some eyebrows on you, and then they're going to, yeah, like you know, or, probably, or, probably not worth losing your nice job, or or the, whoever sings it, you know, there's over under on the time, the Gatorade, like oh, I'm just going to put this great, right. here <laughs> yeah, just the, the equipment because. guys rushing to bet on. <laughs> right. dr- Kings, like, oh, look,
2: I know what color of the Gatorade is. Uh, my stepdad just texted us, Stephen. I think you'd appreciate this. You know, if Travis proposed to Taylor, they could do a Vegas wedding like boom, right there. Just so you you know a thing or two about that. You That's
0: know? exactly what I was
1: married by Elvis. so So maybe he, they could do an Elvis wedding right there. Surely nobody would have any video or cameras or shots of that. <laughs> no, no one would be interested in that. I'm sure they could just get it done real quick. All right. Anything
0: else, Jake? With the there? are we good? I think we're good. Are you, or how? Maybe you're not. I'm. I'm, I'm still surprised that the 49ers are favored. I, I, I just, I really am because I, okay, I understood, although I really didn't. I thought, I thought the Bills should be a, a, a pick pick'em, but whatever. I wasn't surprised that the Ravens were favored because they, you know, they were home and everything else. But I mean, neutral site, and after watching what this defense has done, and 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 watching what you know Mahomes and Kelsey have done, um, I mean the 49ers were in battles for their lives with the Packers and the Lions, and I don't think the Packers and the Lions are as good as the Bills and the Ravens. I, I would just I'm, I'm I'm surprised that the 49ers are favorites. Are you?
1: No, um, and this is sort of. You know, I, I opened my prediction last week with the fundamental question you have to pick the Chiefs versus Ravens. And the fundamental question is, is sort of what you're hinting at, Steven, which is like, how much do you just buy that the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes? And he just makes everything better. You know what I mean? And in doing that, you also sort of have to buy this, which is why the line is favored by the 49ers. Who had the better regular season? I mean, it's not close, right? It's not mm-hmm. close. The 49ers had the better regular season. Uh, I just had a story posted up on um, com. Talked to Aaron Schatz, who is the lead anal- analytics guy for FTN Fantasy. He does the DVOA metric here for the last 18 years. He's the one that puts all those play-by-play numbers together. And, I mean, that's the discussion I'm having with him. I mean, he's going back and forth on the pick. He's saying, yeah, I thought I was leading Chiefs first, but my number's like the 49ers, all these sorts of things. But the bottom line is when you are are looking to bet, and we talk about this all the time, you look at the bigger sample. You want one year of sample. Sometimes you want two years of sample. What have these teams been over the course of the long haul? And right now the sample for the Chiefs is that they have greatly elevated their play in the postseason. So how much does that matter? I mean, in DVOA, shots his numbers, uh, the 49ers have the best offense in the NFL. Now, it seems to me, and I told him this last year, yesterday or two days ago when I talked to him, I, it seems to me that she have played the best offense in the NFL four straight weeks. You know what I mean? Like Miami in the early season, they were the best offense. And then the Bills, okay, you got Josh Allen. And, and it seems like second half of the year, they were the best offense. And, then, oh, no, really, the Ravens are, uh, they have the MVP, you know, likely MVP. They have the best offense. And now looking at his numbers, the 49ers are the best offense. But... This is sort of that tipping point, and and it's why we talked about last week with the Mahomes effect kind of like the LeBron James effect. LeBron James limps into the playoffs with a seven seed, and all of a sudden he beats everybody. And the the Vegas has to factor in what's going on. Um, The Chiefs in the playoffs, Mahomes has had three of his best games. The defense outside of the Bills game have had two completely dominant efforts. Um, And really the offense for the Chiefs have had – I said Mahomes has been amazing, and he did. He played complementary football. But he had one and a half amazing games here, right? I mean, Miami was fine. The Bills was amazing. And then the first half of the Ravens was was amazing. So it doesn't surprise me. But um, at this point, I think all of us are sort of convinced. It's like you keep seeing something in your own backyard that Mahomes keeps rising his level, and obviously the defense has risen their level. You sort of believe in the magic, and that's what the Chiefs have going for them, and it's the same thing they have going for them coming up the Super Bowl here a week from Sunday. So I, I guess then, he I
0: mean, you can ask Nate when Nate would bring this up last week. I would, I would get so irritated, and I think oh, who wasn't a Petro show? It might have oh, might have been Mike Sando. And they were talking about how DVOA and, and other analytics suggested that the Ravens were one of the greatest NFL teams of all time.
1: Yeah, hottest team ever. Yeah, I was going into it. Their weighted DVOA the last six right. weeks you looked at it was the best ever for a team going the the AFC Championship game or championship game but, in general. But
0: then Sandel said, but but, the, but it doesn't look like it does it. They, they, they don't when you when you they don't pass the eyeball test. And I just. <laughs> I just didn't buy it, and so do we learn. Do we learn any lessons from what happened in the championship game? What, what happened when you get a team that hasn't been, and hasn't faced that type of pressure, a quarterback that hasn't faced that type of pressure? Clearly, they lost their composure several times in that game. Right? Penalties, decisions. A, a horrific throw in the end zone. There was a composure problem, a human element that I kept bringing up to this uh, last week. And then when I look at the 49ers, I think the Chiefs' defense is better than the 49ers' defense. Andy Reid's a better coach. I, st- the stats on this year show they're, they're close, but Patrick Mahomes is a better quarterback than Brock Purdy. And when I look at the two defenses that I think can – come the closest to compare to the Chiefs in the regular season that the 49ers faced the Browns and the Ravens. They lost to both the Browns and the Ravens, and their offense got shut down, and Purdy had bad days against the Browns and the Ravens. And so that's enough for me to suggest, okay, I I, I get it. In the regular season, was fine, but you can't just depend on the regular season because it's different in the playoffs. Mahomes is different. This defense is different. Every Kel, how 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 similar does Kelsey look now to what he looked like in the regular season? There's no Kadarius Tony running around the field ready to play volleyball with the other team. You know, there things have there things have changed.
1: They have. Um, I think. I mean, the only thing I'll say here is. We, the result is the result. And I get we live in the reality that we live in. I think we sometimes get overconfident with, like, because the Chiefs beat the Ravens 17 to 10, that if they played them again this week in Baltimore, that the Chiefs would beat them again 17 to 10. And then the next week, they'd beat them again 17 to 10. I mean, that's why we look at big samples and big numbers. And this is a credit. I mean, by the way, what we're saying here is not like saying bad things about the Chiefs. It's saying good things about the Chiefs. I mean, here's why the numbers love the Ravens. I mean, I'm going through their schedule. Ravens versus Texans. Ravens win 25-9. Ravens versus Browns. Ravens win 28-3. Ravens versus Lions. Ravens win 38-6. Ravens versus Seahawks. Ravens win 37-3. to Ravens versus... Uh, Jaguars, Ravens win 23-7. Ravens versus 49ers. Ravens win 33-19. Ravens versus Dolphins. Ravens win 56-19. to That's how you get these numbers. Ravens against Texans in the playoffs, 34-10. to That's how you get those numbers. I mean, they were facing good teams. They weren't beating good teams. They were beating the doors off of good teams. And so, again, talking to Shots, that's why his numbers come out this week. And uh, what he's looking at is... If the Chiefs win this Super Bowl, it's the most unlikely run in NFL history, postseason history. Because even if you are an average Super Bowl team, facing the road the Chiefs had and playing those teams on the road and winning is really, really hard. And the Chiefs are making it look easy. Now, to your point, Stephen, is there some magic juice the Chiefs have in the playoffs? And we would all argue yes. And I would not just put that on Mahomes. I would put that on Steve Spagnuolo, too. Right. Right. Because number 2 most unlikely postseason run in NFL history, you know what it is? Do you want to guess? Probably the Giants when they beat the Patriots. 2007 Giants. Guess what they had? Spags. They had a magic man in Spags who figured out a way to shut down these top offenses when they couldn't be shut down all year. So I'm buying what you're saying. It's just it's, you're sort of weighing these two things together to say, how much do I still... Mahomes made some, He made the plays. We give him credit. He made some nutty plays on those first two drives to put the Chiefs up 14-7. to seven. What if he doesn't? What if something doesn't go there? What if, what if there's a bad bounce? You heard Andy Reid say this a week ago, that this is the reason Super Bowls you just cherish getting to them is because a lot of stuff is in your control, and sometimes there's just stuff that isn't. If Zay Flowers extends his reach and is one more step ahead of the scene, what are we talking about this week? I don't know. But the fact of the matter is he got the ball out. So all I would say is I think this is sort of a – the spread right now is a trying to not overreach on what we believe the Chiefs are in the playoffs because sometimes things don't go your way, and when they don't go your way, you kind of fall back to what they've been over the course of the season. And so right now, um, it is, it's a tough deal. And even Shot said it when I talked to him. He said, look, on one side, the 49ers are better. Their offense is better than the Chiefs defense. That's been proven over the course of the season. But then you got Mahomes, and then you got Spagnuolo. And are those the ultimate evening factors? It could be. And that's probably why this line has moved the way it has. So much public money is coming on the Chiefs because um, people are tired of betting against Mahomes. I can certainly see why. And uh, that's why. I mean, you you thought the Chiefs were going to beat the Ravens last week, Stephen? Did you pick it? Yes. I picked it. I mean, Nate, what did you think? I picked the Chiefs to win. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. all have seen this and we all believe in that sort of thing. I, I'm just, this is why. This is why the other side of this is there. It's just that still, over the course of the season, we're looking at numbers. Four um, ers have been pretty good, and the Chiefs are going to have to prove it once again.
0: I also put a lot of, of stock in quarterbacks and how they play in the fourth quarter because that, that's the first time around against the, between the Chiefs and the 49ers. I felt strongly that it would come down to trusting Mahomes and him making plays in the fourth quarter, and Garoppolo couldn't. Is Purdy better than Garoppolo? I think so. Yeah. But, you know, let me see it a week from Sunday.
1: Yeah, yeah I get it. I mean, it's, it's the same thing we're talking about, which is, like, how many fourth-quarter comebacks do the Chiefs have this year? One? Mm-hmm. One? Is uh, that right? Two. I mean, if you count the field goal in, in – in New York, and with ten minutes left, they came back in the fourth quarter. Okay. They were down, but the second one—it's be the Bengals. The Bengals, you and take, the Jets. You take Mahomes over time. We've seen him do it. We've seen we saw him do it in last year's Super Bowl. Uh, but again, that really hasn't been the MO of this year's team, too. But the way Mahomes is playing right now, you wouldn't definitely count it out. It just it, I think it, I think it just
0: goes to how much weight do you put into postseason play versus regular season play, and do you believe there's a difference? I do.
1: I believe there's a big difference. I believe there's a difference. It's like, how much is that difference? Does that swing at three, four points for you to move the Chiefs into the favorite? We'll see what the line does over the course of the week.
2: I just, um, I don't know. None of us here have ever known anything of what it's like to step on a field in in an NFL football game, let alone a Super Bowl. But just playing sports in life, I feel like you play against teams sometimes or guys that toy with you until it's time. And when it's time, they take it to a different level. And I just feel like the Chiefs, This th- that's what we've seen from the most important members of the Chiefs this year. I, and I know that they still had to compete at a high enough level to get to the playoffs, but their level of intensity, their level of focus and concentration was not in the regular season what it's been in this postseason. And I think it's... A, Utterly understandable when you play up until the last weekend of the season every year for several years in a row that your level of attention to detail and focus and concentration for a week 14 game against the Raiders isn't the same as it is the AFC championship game. And, and you could see it with, Mah- I mean, Mahone- Kelsey even talks about it. He and Mahomes all week were saying, hey, man, we're. We're going to be locked in. They weren't messing with Justin Tucker. You know that this this is this is different. This is the AFC Championship game. We talked to players in the locker room. You were there with us, Jesse, and then said, "Look, there's a look in the eye of the guys who lead this thing that's different now." And um, that part is the part where I'm like, statistically, how do you how do you measure that? It's how much, yeah. It's and how much, much does it you matter? Know what I mean, yeah, because I think yeah. the Chiefs
1: are getting a couple points on that already. Yeah. It's how much. Is it a touchdown? I don't know. But, I mean, it would have been a touchdown in the Ravens game, the way things played out. So that's what we're trying to figure out here. And and that's why I I think, to me, it's just the 49ers had such an edge over the course of the regular season. Mm -hmm. It's diminished because of what it is. Will it be overtaken? I'm not sure about that.
0: We have Jesse Newell from the Kansas City Star in studio back into this on WHB. Welcome back to the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810. WHB, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Jesse Newell from the Kansas City Star is in studio with us. Jesse, did you listen to the new Billy Joel song yet? I'm not. i am not. I told you about it, though. Yeah, that's right. It is now officially released. I will on the way to Arrowhead. Should we have a listening party right now? I'd say we, I could play it on the, coming back in the next break. Or will just sit here and listen to the whole song?
1: Do, do you trust us that Billy Joel will not drop an MF-er? <laughs> <Yes. or laughs> I do. I trust Billy Joel a lot more than I trust Cam Newton. No. My, my favorite part, guys, of that was... Um, he dropped the initial F bomb, but then right after that dropped like seven more. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like, it, you you weren't. It wasn't like one rare one you would have made it through. It was you were going to face trouble at every avenue. Yeah, that wow. was that was good.
0: Yeah. Well. Is, this, is this a portion of it? Changed
2: the places, the faces, the traces of the days of falling out of range.
1: have to check some Spotify here. Right, that's queued up. Way home, or way to Arrowhead. Turn the
0: lights back on is the name of the uh, new Billy Joel song.
1: Billy Joel, a big newspaper fan. He loves to quote the New York Times, the Daily News. That's know. right. Good guy.
0: I see where you're going there. Good
1: guy, that Billy Joel.
0: What did you uh, take away from Travis Kelsey's unbelievable performance against the Baltimore Ravens? Nine catches in the first half. The level of difficulty of most of those catches. Um Hey, I'll be honest with you. Looking at him, the, some of the games during the regular season, um, I would not have predicted it. He took the last week off. But, man, I'm not even sure one week off leads me to believe, would have led me to believe that, okay, now he's going to be back to Travis Kelsey. That first half, you could put that right there on the Hall of Fame resume. If you yeah. consider the, the level of competition, it was on the road. It was an AFC championship game. And the level of difficulty of some of those catches, and who was who was guarding them, who was trying to cover him—that's as good as I've ever seen him. That was that was excellence, and I, I just I I can't say enough great things about what he did, especially in the first half.
1: I thought Andy Reid had a great comment on Monday uh, when asked about the diving catch, where he said, "I don't think I've seen a catch like that from Travis Kelsey. The one where he's like yeah. all sprawled out—he's like, Superman." Like, it's just so interesting because I didn't really, hadn't really thought of it in those terms, but like, that's not his game. His game is not like Justin Jefferson full elevation in the air, Superman catching a football. For him to keep that ball off the ground, um, Zebra Technologies, they send out a a, uh, stat based thing here um, based off of tracking data. And. He had, it said, Travis Kelsey on the day caught all 11 of his targets for under 16 yards, recording three and a half receptions over expected. So what you would expect a guy to catch, you know, based on an average NFL player, he caught three and a half more passes, his most in a game since week 13 of 2018. 2018, six years ago. And then here's the one that I wanted to bring up. The odds of Kelsey catching all 11 of his targets was just 0.6%. Good God. 0.6%. Zero point six percent. I mean, it makes sense though. Like the fourth and two coming across, where he has to elevate above his head. Yeah, I mean that's no gimme. That's oh, not. That was an that, incredible that's, throwing catch. The, the, the no touchdown, touchdown catch. The touchdown catch. I mean, uh, they had that one in here where it was one of the most unlikely catches of. Um, the catch had a completion probability of just twenty six point eight percent. The most improbable reception of the conference championship round. Um, that back shoulder throw. I mean. We broke that down with Brett Tabo, um, you know, all the high school offensive coordinator this week on our video, break down the details. And it's so interesting. Um, ask Patrick Mahomes in training camp, guys, what was your favorite throw of the Eagles Super Bowl? And he said the first touchdown throw to Kelsey. Because it's just a call that he loves to see out and up. Um, and if you watch the replay, and this is what we did Kelsey gives a lot of sugar on the on the Eagles play. Like He fakes outside, takes a couple steps, and then darts up the field, and he's wide open. I think it's against um, Epps, Marcus Epps, who used to be on the Eagles now with the Raiders. But It's wide open, but Mahomes is freezing. He looks in the middle of the field. He's freezing that safety to make sure he can't make a play, and then flips over, sees them that Kelsey's open, and kind of flings it over the top of him, gives him some air perfect throw. This play against the Ravens, same route, out and up, same spot in the field. We know... Mahomes loves this play because that's what he told us in training camp. He's like, I have so much faith in it. you got to call these plays that these guys have faith in. Kelsey, not quite as much sugar on the outside. Kind of takes a little half step out. Kyle Hamilton's right in his back hip, better defender, and is running step-for-step with him. So Mahomes is looking in the middle of the field, middle of the field. Keep that safety in the middle of the field. Flips his body to throw it, and in an instant, less than a second, sees that Kelsey is completely covered and throws that baby back shoulder. Perfect throw. So... What's so fascinating is Mahomes has a favorite play with Kelsey. Those guys obviously like that in a red zone situation. Uh, And this is also, to to let you know, it's the same throw that they made to beat the Bills in the 13-second game in overtime. Mm -hmm. So they continually use this play and work. But what's so fascinating is that the one throw Mahomes makes in the Super Bowl is so much easier because he sees the coverage immediately, less than a second, sees it, throws it over the top where he's open. This one, he throws to back shoulder, which is no margin for error, and throws Kelsey open. And so um, this is what we're talking about when Mahomes is just raising his level of play. It's like if Kelsey doesn't quite get the separation, he just makes the throw necessary to still make that throw impossible to defend. And uh, going back to Kelsey, yeah, I'm with you, Stephen. Three and a half catches over expectation, 0.6% chance he makes all 11 of those catches that was a different level from Travis Kelsey, and, and even if you want to include his peak in there, that was a different level for him to do that at his, his age. And what have we seen from him? In the, what have seen from him this season? Um, you can't say enough. That that was unbelievable, and that was two legends really stepping up when it mattered most.
0: You know, the other two plays that will forever be remembered by Chiefs fans and anyone that watched that game—the uh, luxurious need forced fumble on Zay Flowers. Uh, and, of course, the, the the final pass from Patrick Mahomes to MBS that sealed the game. So to get your thoughts on each of those plays, um, I mean, the whole sequence, Zay Flowers making a big catch, setting him up in great field position, but then you know, shoving LeJarrius Snead down, spinning the football, standing over him, gets the stupid call. And then compounds that moments later, with you're you're reaching across the end zone and allowing to get the football stripped on a great play by Lejarius Sneed. Maybe the Chiefs don't win the game if that doesn't happen. But that individual play by Lejarius Sneed, and I was I was kind of surprised. And who knows if you know he said he didn't really know what Zay Flowers did to get the taunting penalty. So it's not like he was out there thinking, "Well, now I'm going to get, I'm going to get him back for that." He just made a great play, but I mean, how many guys can make that play?
1: I just so in the press box, guys. You know, the Chiefs brass kind of sits behind us and over to the side a little bit, and I can't help but think, like, what is Brett Veach thinking when this whole thing goes on? Um, we talked. About, I mean, I was here in the seat. From all indications, guys, the Chiefs loved Zay Flowers. Loved him. Loved him. You can see why. He worked out with Mahomes. And that was the dynamic receiver they needed to really unlock the offense. And by all indications, the Chiefs made a really, really strong play to move up to get Zay Flowers in the draft. You know what I mean? Like, really. So if you're pre-beach watching this, Zay Flowers gets behind your defense, scores the touchdown. Zay Flowers gets behind the defense another time. It's like, I just wonder what's going through his head. You know what I mean? Like, what? I'm... I, guys, I wouldn't be surprised. We know the Ravens always trade down. We talked on this show about You can pull up my quote from you, whenever you were, it was April. Yeah, I was like, over. the Ravens always trade down. If the Chiefs, if Zay Flowers is there and the Chiefs and the Ravens are still, the Ravens pick is coming up, the Chiefs are going to trade with the Ravens and they're going to get Zay Flowers. And this is the one time they even said, nope, we like this guy too much. We're going to take Zay Flowers ourselves. So I just wonder what goes through his head because – then the taunting penalty happens, he loses his cool, and then obviously seed makes the play. And like you said, Steven, uh, Legereus had said, hey, uh, I didn't hear him. I would have let him know if I, yeah. I had heard it. Um, but And then also, just I saw in the NFL films, everything full circle, who's the first person that meets Zay Flowers when he comes off on the sideline after he fumbles? Greg Lewis, former Chiefs oh, assistant wow. coach, <laughs> saying, hey, you can't extend the ball out there. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. I just, I wonder what goes through these guys' minds when you think reality could be so much different and things played out how you thought they would, and instead the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl partly because of the guy that they coveted and wanted so much and probably would have made their regular season different.
0: And then to extend the stupidity, he goes on the bench and starts slamming stuff around, helmets and everything else, cuts his hand open, and if if I remember correctly, I don't think he had a target again after that. Yeah, I mean he he essentially mentally and somewhat physically removed himself from the game after that.
1: I mean the Ravens did. He let's was get, done. Let's. What's so crazy to me is just hearing the national narrative of this now, and like people talking about the Chiefs won this game because they were the more disciplined team. What if I would have told you two months ago? Two months ago. <laughs> The Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl because, obviously, they were the more disciplined team in the AFC Championship game. It's crazy how narratives can change over the course of a few weeks. The biggest play will be a, a back-breaking fumble
0: by a wide receiver.
2: <laughs> yeah, in but. a crucial situation. And and, and and like what we talked about last week, the, the one thing I was saying, the difference between the Ravens' defense and the Chiefs' defense, if you want to separate the two, is that the Ravens can create turnovers. And the Chiefs defense just doesn't create turnovers. Oh my well, got three turnovers three nothing in game. Three nothing. We talked about it all season. That's the yeah. one thing that
1: can change in one game. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs didn't do it all year, but it can change in one game. That's the way you want it to be.
0: We've got Jesse Newell in studio. Back after this on WHB. All right, welcome back to the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHB. We have Jesse Newell from the Kansas City Star. All right, Jesse, asked you about that uh, final pass play to MVS to seal the game. What an unbelievable moment. And, again, something that if I'd have told you in the regular season, yeah, throw it deep to MVS to to seal the deal, that's how how it's going to end.
1: I remember us talking, was it week 18 or right before the first game where we were discussing whether Cole Hardman or MVS should run that route. Right. And I remember – Jake was dead like Hardman, and Steven, you are like Hardman. Yeah. So it's It's crazy. I mean, again, a few weeks' time, it's like, wow. Yep, sure enough, uh, playoff MBS shows up. But, th- I mean, there's a, list, and there's a huge backstory of to that play. Uh, I was talking to MBS in the locker room, and he said he heard from the sideline, uh, Mahomes coming over, and I think the NFL Films has the, the exact quote. He was telling me how he remembered it, but he said he heard Mahomes say, you know, put the ball in my hands, and I think um, – I think the NFL film said, give me the ball. Give me the ball. Give me yeah. the ball.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but that's Mahomes. You know what I mean? Like, they could have run the ball. They could have expired all the timeouts, kicked the ball back. But this one, he said, no, this is on me. But what's so fascinating about this is how the Chiefs do it. The previous day at their hotel in Owings Mills, uh, Maryland, they have a quarterback meeting. And they asked Mahomes, you know, the quarterbacks are there, the coach are there. But they say, third and ten, game on the line, what call do you want? And Mahomes had studied. You know what I mean? He's like, hey, I know the Ravens. If, if it's going to be like this, they're most likely going to bring pressure. So here's the route I want. Here's the call I want. So what's so fascinating is in that particular play, not only does Andy Reid listen and Matt Nagy listen to Patrick Mahomes to say, hey, I, I want to throw the ball here. But they listen to him and say, oh, OK, what is the third and 10 call that you want? And they went back to the one that they had talked about in the quarterback meeting. And so, sure enough, you can see Mahomes says he sees the pressure coming. He knows it's going to be the Rasheed Rice or MBS. He looks at Rasheed Rice first. That safety drops down, and he knows he has to throw to MBS. What's so crazy, too, guys, is I think we kind of all looked at the situation when Mahomes against the Eagles and said, hey, I wish I had laid that ball a little bit less out there for MBS. Yeah. And, again, the throw was a 99 out of 100. <laughs> but we're sort of like, okay, he's just taking one for the team. He's just, you know, being a good teammate here. Yeah. What did Mahomes do? I mean, this is what we're talking about, like, <laughs> playoff peak love Mahomes. What does he do on that play? He makes it so that un- he underthrows it away from the defender so that MVS can fall flat on his back and catch it with his body. I mean, my God. <laughs> what a- what a quarterback. Um, and, again, good for MVS for coming through in this situation, for keeping his head and listening to everybody, all coaches, everybody in there. He's stayed professional through all this, and he's been a huge help. Uh, kind of a mentor for Rasheed Rice to have him be professional. It meant a lot to him. He told me in the locker room because Devontae Adams did that for him in Green Bay. He wanted to kind of return things on or, or, you know, return the favor, and he's done that with Rasheed Rice. So a big moment for both those guys, but uh, that's the backstory of this particular throw, and uh, so many things go into it, but it's what makes Patrick Mahomes so great.
0: Unbelievable. All you got to do to get MBS to play his best is get to the AFC Championship game, and he shows out. So.
1: That's it. He's AFC Championship game MBS. That's what uh, What day you head out to Vegas? Heading out Sunday, so we'll be there for nine days. and. Uh, interesting because the weather's going to be pretty similar to here, maybe even a little bit worse in Vegas. So enjoy mm. en- enjoy the sun around here, guys. This looks like it's going to be great.
0: All right, then we'll figure out what day we will uh, get you on like, at some point, talk to you from Vegas. I know you'll be uh, super busy with all your coverage out there with the Kansas City Star, but looking forward to talking to you and getting your prediction and getting some thoughts from you next week as we get closer and closer to the game and find out who's playing and who's not. But there it is.
1: Annual tradition. That's right. An annual tradition of talking live from the Super Bowl 810. That's right. We'll we'll make it work in this uh, crazy run for the Chiefs. For the Chiefs
0: Invitational uh, coming up uh, in Las Vegas. That's Jesse Newell from the Kansas City Star. Hope you enjoyed the show. We're done. We'll be back tomorrow right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB.